This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show every single day, pretty much at 8 a.m. Uh, British Standard Time. Make sure you're tuning in if you're not already and making this part of your morning routine. You get your breakfast, you get your juice, you just come online and watch CGT in the morning and keep up to date with everything that's going on in the world of Arsenal and, of course, get involved in the chat box as well with the opportunity to ask plenty of questions in the show whilst also being kept up to date with everything uh, that's been going on Arsenal-wise. I hope you're doing good, guys, in the chat box. Good morning uh, to Roger Collin. We've got Mike. We've got Yanis. We've got Matt G. Uh, we've got Tom Answer. Uh, Jonathan, uh, I'm always here when I can't sleep 3am in the morning. Yeah, I always say it's the morning show, but uh, some people take it to very much the morning extreme by tuning in very, very early on. Uh, Tony, good to have you in the chat box as well. Bungle, also plenty more of you joining as well. Thank you ever so much for continuing to do so. I was uh, with the boys over on the Arsenal Lounge last night. If you haven't had a chance to go and watch our podcast, please make sure you do and if you haven't had a chance to subscribe already please do subscribe to the arsenal way and to the guna talk as well dropping a like on today's video as well we kick off with news that emil smith throw if you haven't already seen scored quite a fantastic goal uh for the england under 21s combining well with liverpool's curtis jones he sprinted from one end of the field to the other i think i saw a stat that it was in just seven seconds to do the entire length of the field and then have the energy still to finish past the goalkeeper to open the scoring uh, for the under-21s last night. Brilliant bit of play. Really showed the guy's pace. People thinking that he can't play a wide position because he doesn't have any speed. Surely put to bed that myth uh, in yesterday's game. Really was an excellent display from him. And he comes back to the Arsenal with absolutely uh, on top of the world and top of his confidence as well, as a lot of plenty of other Arsenal players are. Saka scoring, Partey scoring, uh, Takira Tomiyasu playing well. 
all of these players are going to be coming back to the Arsenal for the international break without what we believe to be no injury issues, either fresh and ready to compete once again uh, in the Premier League, which is really solid news. Uh, but speaking of players that could be leaving the club, uh, Ryan Alabiosu, Tim Akinola, Joe Lopez and Follerin Balogun are all players that are expected to leave the club in January on loan. Balogun, of course, Unable to break into the Arsenal first team with Aubameyang, Lacazette and Eddie Nketiah all in front of him. But with Nketiah and Lacazette likely leaving at the end of this season, his opportunity to get regular first team minutes for the last six months of the campaign before returning to fight for his place is certainly a positive move. He needs to be going on this loan. I understand that we're losing the likes of Aubameyang in January because of the African Cup of Nations, but... It is important that we get him playing regular senior football because he's just above the level of the under-23s and we need to look at moving him on as soon as feasibly possible. Akinona and Alabioso and Lopez also have been doing well for the under-23s and they'll be wanting to get more game time away from Arsenal at a senior level too. Burton Leno, however, uh, continues to be an interesting figure of discussion in the Arsenal transfer sphere. He, of course, was linked with the move to Inter Milan. Uh, the Italian side, however, have set their sights on uh, on the Ajax goalkeeper, Andre Onana, who was linked, of course, with Arsenal previously as well. And when you look at the fact that Bert Leno's time at Arsenal has, has very much now been on the bench with Aaron Ramsdale coming in this summer, it is unsurprising to consider him uh, as, as a possible departure. He himself has talked about how things will not, if things don't basically change for him in a selection standpoint in the team, he will also consider a departure in January. It could cause Arsenal to gain quite a bit of money. Uh, with over a year left on his, his current deal. And so Arsenal should be able to recoup as much of that £25 million they paid for him when they originally bought him. But the club that are now said to be interested is Inter Milan's title rivals, although they're not doing so well this season. Juventus, uh, of course, they have the likes of Wojciech Szczesny, uh, in currently in goal. They've moved on. Uh, Joan Luigi Buffon, they didn't get uh, Joan Luigi Donnarumma. He instead moved off to PSG. Unlike many people thought he, he would go to Juventus, he didn't. And so they could be on the lookout to replace Chesney. Uh, once again, they were seemingly able to try to do that last summer. And Leno looks to be a possible option for them, according to the latest information. Whether that happens, we will wait and see. But Juventus are always one that try and find an opportunistic transfer move. And Leno could certainly be that in the upcoming winter window. Todd Cantwell has seen some recent links to Arsenal re-emerge, uh, with some reports saying that Arsenal and Liverpool are both interested in signing the Norwich City attacking midfielder. For my money, I don't think this makes a lot of sense for Arsenal. I don't think he's at the style and position that Arsenal need or of the level that they would be looking for in a player. I think he's more so someone that you'd like, you'd probably see the, the Newcastle takeover bid for and get him into their side. But for Arsenal, the state that they're at, they should be looking at players, in my view, of a, a higher standard than Todd Cantwell. We tried to go for Emi Buendia. Martin Erdegaard, of course, eventually came in. Cantwell, for me, is just not on that level at the moment. And I think I'd like to see Arsenal push for a different style and quality level of player over the Norwich City attacker. And finally, we move on to what I believe to be, ironically, the first William Saliba interview of the season. He has finally opened up to the press this year after much radio silence. He was involved, I think, in a press conference at one point 
um, where he's obviously contracted to answer questions, but nothing crazy. Uh, but he spoke with L'Equipe while he's been away with his under-21s French international side, where he captained his side, of course, too. Uh, but he's been talking about his time at Marseille, and he says, for me, it's a very good choice. It's the club I needed with a very good pressure. At my age, it's good to play in a stadium like that. Nothing was brought up in regards to Arsenal. Nothing was said uh, about any animosity with the club, about anything reacted to the news that came out about a week ago about how Arsenal are still very much counting on him for the future. It was a very normal discussion. It was a very general interview in which nothing major came out. Just the fact that he's very happy at the moment on loan with Marseille and he will be looking to return, hopefully, to Arsenal um, next season to fight for a place. And the news that came out the other week pretty much assured Arsenal fans that is the plan from Arsenal's perspective. So that, for me, um, is, is certainly an area that I would like to see us move forward with and keeping Saliba with the team and hopefully seeing him play next season. It's one of the most exciting things I can think of uh, for next season is hopefully, finally, seeing Saliba play. Even seeing him involved in pre-season in the summer of 2022 is going to be an interesting one. The season will be, of course, interrupted by the World Cup next year, uh, and we wait to see how that affects things. But it's going to be an intriguing time for Arsenal's recruitment with a very solid foundation of young players, but with the necessities to move on uh, players in the striking department and possibly in midfield, and those two areas being really looking for a, for a big need of investment. But the defence, other than maybe back up right back, depending on what happens, is not really in need of much renovation. Saliba's arrival is certainly going to add to that strength in depth as well. Now, to finish off today's stories, um, I just want to tell you that we did a show with Jeremy Smith talking specifically about Saliba and Gendouzi's time at Marseille. So if you want some more information about how things have gone all season and about how Saliba's getting on and what Jeremy's thoughts are on the defender, do go over to the Arsenal way and check out the interview on the channel. I believe it is up there so you can give that a watch and lastly to point you in towards the article of the day section a couple actually i think there was i think there's been two or three or even four articles that i've had published over on football.london uh one of them was talking about kieran tierney's possible alternative role playing him in a left center back position of a back three how that could change and get the best from him he's played exceptionally well there for scotland over the international break can we get higher performance out of him considering he has been for my money, probably out of the four defenders, the least impressive. Now, I think Ben White has definitely grown. I think Tommy Astor and Gabriel have been amazing. I think Ramsdale has been brilliant. But I think Tierney has actually been overshone uh, by, or overshadowed by some of those performances. I think it's close between him and Ben White as to who has been the least impressive of them all. But I think Kieran Tierney, with the standards that we expect from him, hasn't necessarily delivered in the same way. Maybe he needs to, a little bit of a rejuvenation and maybe by switching to this 3-4-3 formation, we can bring that towards him. I still don't think it limits him in any way. You watch the way he plays that position for Scotland in combination with Andrew Robertson. He still gets forward. He still attacks. He still uses his forward play and his crossing to the team's advantage. And if we've got someone like Nuno Tavares now available, that's impressed in all of his performances for the Gunners so far, a combination of seeing those two in a left centre-back and left wing-back role certainly intrigues me. Uh, and I think there's opportunities to use it. So do give that one a read. And the other one was talking about how Arsenal have already got a £30 million Santi Cazorla replacement lined up. Now, I did tune in to Curtis Shaw's video yesterday in which he covered my article. Um, it is... It is, I'll be very honest, it is very frustrating when 
either people in videos cover the articles or people quote tweet the articles and there's a very clear um there's a very clear indication to me that that haven't read the article before talking about it because you can only write so much in the headline a headline is is obviously designed to to intrigue um to to get you to kind of read the piece and to see what's going on and and why or who is involved in kind of the ideal santi cazola replacement and I just felt that it wasn't really a fair representation what was spoken about uh, either in the tweets or in or in Curtis's video. And I've got nothing against Curtis. I think he's an amazing content creator. All I would say is just just read the article first. <laughs> That's all I'd ask. Give the article a read, then then put your opinions out on it because a headline is is not enough to give you all the information, and it is very limited of what we can produce. So uh, go give it a read. Uh, my uh, the link to my page over on Football London is in the video description. So go give the articles a bit of a look and a read and then tell me what you think afterwards. Simple as that. Uh, why am I so dark on the screen? Let's, let's light things up in here a little bit. We are going to move on to the questions now. So your opportunity to ask questions is here. If you've got any thoughts, theories, queries or theories, then please do throw them into the chat and I'll try and go through as many of them as I feasibly can let's scroll up a little bit more and see what some of you guys are saying harvey says how about you then tom when are you signing for arsenal i'm very much signed up with football.london at the moment harvey and uh i'm performing how i feel very well right now we're doing some really good stuff over there on the arsenal way so i'm very happy in my current location um to get all very footballer about it the real yanis says uh do you think emil smith rowe is finally physically maturing and we might see him make huge strides uh, looking pacey these days, hopefully over the growing pains. For me, Smith-Rowe's biggest area of improvement has always had to be in his goal contributions, be that assists, be that with the goals that he needs to bring. I think those two areas of his game are what we need to see improvement in. He did that in the North London derby. I thought he was our most sprightly player in the game against Brighton in an attacking sense. He was kind of the only bright spark that we had in that game. And he's gone into the uh, the international break, continued that fine form and played really well for the England under-21. So you'd hope that he will now return and play some really good football for Arsenal in the club form as well. Uh, it's just those goals and assists. They're the numbers that we need to start seeing improve from Emile Smith-Rowe. Matt says, Tom, how much do you think Leno is worth? Honestly, between 15 and 20 million pounds probably at this stage he's got a year and a half left is it on his deal um he wants to move on he's not playing he's not worth the same amount that we paid for when we got him from Bayer Leverkusen unfortunately despite being older and more experienced I would factor in a figure probably 18 to 20 million pounds I reckon is what you should be looking to get for Bert Leno this January or in the summer uh Kina says can Carl Hein be a second option after Leno leaves Carl uh Carl Hein of course has become a uh, Estonian international, is a full senior international for Estonia and has played several games for them, is doing very well for the under-23s. Yes, there is all the, the possibility that he could. Is he at the level at the moment? I'm not sure. It might have come too soon for him. Arsenal may still look to bring in a possible replacement. I think someone like a Fraser Forster, maybe an Alex McCarthy, a homegrown option to be a backup for Arsenal would be a nice thing for the club. To consider, Colin says, Tom, with Leno ousted, do you think that Ramsdale is going to be the real deal? I mean, it's too early to tell, to be 100% sure, but things and all the signs are looking exceptionally good right now, Colin. That has to be said. He's looking very good. I think his, his save percentage is up there in the second highest of any goalkeeper in the top five leagues in Europe right now. 90%, I think it is. Only Eduard Mendy is higher. He's looking very good. So the hope is that he is, yes. 
the real deal. Fingers crossed. Gustavo says, hey, Tom, uh, who would you bring in in January for the midfield? Thanks. It's a really difficult question, Gustavo, because who I would want to bring in and who realistically we can get is two very different questions. Who I would like to see us go and get is Fabian Ruiz from Napoli. I don't think that's a realistic target in January. I think it's realistic in the summer. But in January, we may just need to bring someone in on a short-term deal. And they're really difficult to find because you've got to find a player that's going to make an immediate impact. But you've also got to find a player that's good enough for that short amount of time that's available. And as I say, that's that's tricky to do. Uh, Philip says, I say this on the live show a lot, but I love the back three and would love to see it more often. Philip, I agree. I really like us playing with a back three, especially in an attacking style of back three with Tavares and Tini involved in that in that five that's at the back there with the wing backs. Tomiyasu, I think, has the potential to possibly even be a right wing back, maybe a slightly more uh, disciplined and conservative style one, but I still think he can play that position. And if we think Ben White played for Brighton in a back three. And it's really that right-sided centre-back of a back three where he flourishes. So I think we'd get a lot of goodness from playing that formation. So there you go. Uh, Maya says, when and where can we try and change the system in formation? I would like to see a 3-5-2 with Pepe in more of a forward row and Saka in the right with Tavares on the left. Smith Rowe, uh, Mohamed, Mohamed El Nenny? No, M O. Why am I thinking that? Oh, Martin Erdegaard. I don't know why I went to Meza Urzu and Mohamed El Nenny, for instance. <laughs> Just think of Mo and being a Mohamed El Nenny and Partey. I think I'd like to see a 3 4 3 more than a 3 5 2. And I don't, I'm not putting Pepe in my team right now. Pepe doesn't get into my starting lineup at the moment, which is, you know, it's positive because it's showing that a player of Pepe's quality doesn't get into the Arsenal team. I think that's a good thing uh, for Arsenal. Um, Halel says a tweet I saw over the weekend stated Alexander Izak is the closest thing to Henri in terms of ability and potential wise I've seen how difficult do you think this move could be if the club went for it very difficult is the answer he's only just signed a new deal with L'Areal and his 90 million euro clause that's been increased from 60 million is going to make it very difficult L'Areal don't tend to sell players unless they get the right price Mikel Yathabal is still there and will be costing a lot of money for the likes of Man City who have been credited with interest in him. They don't like to sell cheaply. Mikel Moreno is another player there that I very much like and would like Arsenal to move for. But I, I the thing about Isaac is I'm very much against the idea of bringing in a young 21-year-old striker. I'd like us to bring in someone more in their mid-20s. I would move for a Yusuf Enesri over an Alexander Isaac for my money. I would move for him because I think he'd be cheaper. I actually think he might give you more immediate impact than an Isaac would. In fact, I think Isaac is still yet to score for Real Sociedad this season, is he not? Let me just have a quick double check on that fact before I start throwing out claims. Um, I know in the league, I'm pretty sure he hasn't scored yet. He scored in the Europa League, but he's yet to score in his five appearances in La Liga for Real Sociedad so far this season. So it's... You know, I, I, there's just a little bit of... I have a big question mark over Isaac. I know he impresses for Sweden. I know that he's, he's burst onto the scene for a lot of people because of the Euros. But I would say chill uh, on Isaac just for the moment. Uh, Lewis says, uh, Andrew on Askcast yesterday spoke about getting an experienced keeper as backup to Ramsdale rather than uh, in January. Would you like a Leno-Chesney swap? Very experienced. I would be open to that. I would be open to a Leno-Chesney swap because we've got Ramsdale. I just don't know if Chesney's going to want to play second fiddle to Ramsdale. And he would be second fiddle, but he would be a very good option. I would go for a Fraser Forster style or an Alex McCarthy because they're experienced. They'd be very cheap, even free if we get them in the summer. 
We'll have to wait and see on that one. Thracian King says, uh, we signed Leno for £20 million. Don't think we'd get more than 10. I disagree. I think you would get closer to 20. We signed him for £25 million around that figure back in 2018, was it? So I think that you would get more uh, than that. So we'll, we'll wait and see as to how much we get. Uh, Oli says, hey, Tom, Benzema, Lewandowski, Cavani, etc. are older than Aubameyang and still performing. Do you think Aubameyang can get back to his previous level? The thing about Benzema, Lewandowski and Cavani is they're all very similar in the sense that they never really relied on bucket loads of pace. Benzema, Lewandowski, Cavani, very physical, very clinical, very multifaceted strikers that can operate in multiple positions, can hold the ball up well, can hit the ball aerially very well too. Aubameyang is much more one-dimensional than those strikers. And age is going to affect a profile of striker like Aubameyang more so than players like Benzema, Lewandowski and Cavani. They're just too different to Aubameyang to put them in the same bracket. In regards to all-time goal-scoring abilities, Aubameyang is up there with those guys. But in regards to his style and how his maturity will affect his game, he will be more heavily affected by maturing and ageing than those three players because of just the style of striker that he unfortunately is. Uh, and that's it. Um, Rahul, let's, you know, let's not abuse our players. Thank you very much. Uh, Tom, you would get a game for Estonia. We've all seen you. <laughs> hey, I think that's that's criticising Estonia. They've got some decent players, I'm sure. Cole Hyde, obviously, is, is for them. And, you know, I, I'm going to gradually improve. The more six-a-side football I play on Sundays, although last weekend did, did not go very well, as Bailey will tell you, um, but the more we play, the more we'll improve. So uh, you can only as you're only as good as your last game. But practice makes perfect. So fingers crossed, we can get some more minutes in and do TGT more proud than I have been more more previously. Benji says, uh, uh, "Who do you think is having the most successful loan spell of all of our players right now?" Arguably, Gendouzi. <laughs> I mean, that sounds really bad, considering he's probably the player that's going to be leaving us more than anyone else. He does look like he's going to go, then closely followed by Saliba. But I think Gendouzi is really impressing uh, with Marseille. Uh, so, yeah, he's probably the, the clear favourite for that kind of award of, of best loan player. Um, I don't know much about Bellerin right now. I'm going to get caught up with some of my uh, experts in that field of have played Torreira and Nelson and have not really been playing that much for their respective clubs at all for, for Nelson. Uh, Mavropanos is also looking like he's going to leave. Runison, I have no idea how Runison's getting on. I've honestly he's dropped off the map for me in terms of, I think he went to, did he go to Belgium in the end? He's completely dropped off the map, um, has, has, uh, has Runison. So maybe that's one that we'll have to keep more of a track on and I find out how he's getting on because he's still under a decent length contract at Arsenal when he returns and, and they weren't able to sell him in the summer. Maybe they'll be able to move him on in the upcoming window. Uh, yeah, Isaac's goal for Sweden this this break was was unbelievable. Really, really was good. Uh, he needs to now do it for the... Uh, uh, he needs to now do it for the, uh, the the club side in the league. James Rose says, with Palace tickets going on general sale, is this because of the standard of our football or is it just because it's been rescheduled to the Monday night? Uh, I'd lean more towards the Monday night thing. We're also playing on the following Friday night. Monday night games are a pain. They're a real pain to, to attend. I don't. I also think, because this sounds really strange, but it's getting colder. Uh, and I think that there's also, you've got to look at the thing that, the British public um, are, in general, there's a lot of suffering going on at the moment. It's, the general kind of mood, the financial uh, stability of a lot of people isn't in the best of states right now. And so a football match 
for those that are, are buying, obviously not from their season ticket, is a luxury. And the state of play right now is is not that great. And so people aren't really looking to spend additional money to go to a football game. I think it's something like £45, £50 pound a ticket at the moment for a Palace game. And not everyone can afford to do that. So I'm not surprised it's gone on general sale. Um, but fingers crossed it still sells out. And fingers crossed they get behind the players. I'm sure they will get behind the players. But yeah, I, I don't think it's anything to do with the style of football or the standard at the moment. I think it's more logistical and social reasons as to why uh, it's gone on general sale. It's not uncommon. I mean, we used to, I used to get buy tickets on general sale during the Arsene Wenger era. So it's, it's not uncommon for it to go on general sale. It does happen. Uh, especially during the winter months, uh, especially during Monday night games as well. So there you go. Um, Lewis says, in terms of Palace, I uh, also heard that there's a lot of season ticket holders who have taken option of another holiday, which is why I'm finding it easier to get tickets. Well, there you go. Uh, must be holiday season. October is usually the time where people go for some warm weather during the winter months. So maybe that is one of the reasons behind it. Uh, Adam says, hi, Tom. If we're going to play a 4-3-3 uh, against teams that are going to let us have the possession... Aren't we still very short in depth at number eight, ten? Yes, Adam. This is something that I've highlighted before. Smith Rowe and Erdogan playing in those number eight roles are really all we've got. Like you, you look at Maitland Niles, Partey, Lakonga, uh, El Nenny, Xhaka. None of those centimeters can play the eight role in the same way that Erdogan and Smith Rowe can in a four-three-three. And the next best best option is arguably either Pakaya Saka and then Charlie Patino in those roles. We are very light. So yes, maybe it's an area that we do need to be looking at more often. Uh, Thracian King says, if no one would pay 20 million for Xhaka after Euros, why would anyone pay that for Leno? Everyone knows we need to sell, so we wouldn't get decent money. Because centre mids are actually quite, <laughs> there's quite a few of them out there at the moment. Goalkeepers at the level of Leno, much less so, and are certainly available right now. And I think that because of the effects of the pandemic gradually decreasing, the further we get from the start of it, more clubs have more money to, to spend. And I think that that effect of, of Granite Xhaka, the asking price of Granite Xhaka was higher than £20 million from Arsenal, as far as I'm aware. It was of a figure that no club would be coming in for him. That's why they wanted to keep him that entire time. And so they set a price that no one was willing to meet. And ultimately, we don't even know all of the bids that Arsenal got. We're very well aware of the Roma interest from him and a little touch on the Juventus side of things. But you can't compare player to player in terms of the transfer market it's just it just doesn't work that way unfortunately uh let's scroll down a little bit more benji says would you take a look at frank kessier and we've again i've been asked this before yeah I, I would i think he's a very good player um and he's out of contract very soon as well uh mckenny on loan with an option to buy in january says game boy i know that drew is a big fan of um uh, Western McKenney, maybe that's one that we could look at. Not a bad shout at all. Manu says, my respect for you has increased because of the way that you're taking these Genduzi performances on the chin. Runnison is playing over here and cannot and can't get a cup game. Where do you see him? Look, at the end of the day, my view on Genduzi is a view based upon what he's done at Arsenal. If he then goes to Marseille and has some great performances, I'm not just going to ignore that. <laughs> there would be a very stubborn person to ignore uh, good performances of someone that they previously have criticised. Uh, at the end of the day, he's not going to be an Arsenal player anymore. So it's not the same situation as going, oh, I want him to perform well because it will benefit Arsenal in the long run. It won't. It's, the writing's very much on the wall for Gendouzi. But I'm not so stubborn and principled that I'm not going to turn around and be like, he's not doing very well. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, he's having a great season. Fair play to Gendouzi. 
there's been issues behind the scenes still socially, which means I still very much feel entitled to say that I'm, I'm more than happy for him not to be at Arsenal anymore. But he's having a great season. It's as simple as that. On regards to Runison, I see him leaving as soon as he returns. I don't. It was a mistake to sign him. It was done off a recommendation. It was a poor bit of judgment from Edu, one of the poor bits of judgment that he's had. Him, Runison and Willian, I look at as really the, the two things that we've messed up on in the transfer window. The only things that really go against Edu, along with some of the failures to, to move players out. Beyond that, I think he's done a very good job. I don't really hold the Runison thing too much against him, in fairness. It was a bit of a strange one, that whole situation. Uh, let's go to Olu says, I actually prefer Partey in the number eight position to the number six. He needs to be unlocked. Uh, I do tend to agree. I just think that in the 4-3-3 right now, I like the idea of Odegaard and Smith-Rowe playing there. And then the next best thing is to play Partey at the sixth row. I agree that I think he's better at eight, but sometimes you need to find the balance and you have to like take a step back to take two steps forward. And I think that might be the right way to do it. Uh, Thaladius, uh, sorry, Thalatsidas says that with Newcastle being the major club in the world, we need either Elon Musk or Tony Stark to save us now. Um, I, again, I talked about this on the Arsenal land. I'm genuinely not that fussed about Newcastle. I really think that people are losing, are going over the top with this Newcastle stuff. It's going to take them a long time to build to where they want to be. And there's not even any guarantees that they will. Um, lots of clubs have spent lots of money and not going anywhere. They need to spend it correctly. And that's a really tough thing to do in this current climate. It's not the same as when Man City came in. There was a lot less competition. There was a lot less restrictions. There was a lot less barriers in the way of them achieving what they wanted to. They could buy players from clubs like Arsenal because Arsenal had to sell during that time still under Arsene Wenger. Arsenal don't have to sell their big, their big, big players right now. So Newcastle will be feeding off some of the lower end Premier League clubs to start with. They'll have to try and build themselves up gradually. If they try to do too much too quick, they may then suffer and end up going in the opposite direction. So I think there's a lot of questions around Newcastle. I'm not going to lose my mind whatsoever. Uh, something's up with the sound, did you say? Um, there shouldn't be anything up with the sound system today, Raptors. I don't know why there is. Let me know if there's anything wrong. It's coming through fine on my end, so I don't know why there would be a problem. But uh, let me know, Raptors, what the issue is. So I, don't, I haven't had anyone say that there's an issue with the sound, so apologies if there is. Uh, it's the discussers. I couldn't care less about the African Cup of Nations. If it is the right player, buy him. But building and planning a squad and season around a couple of weeks is honestly naive and short-sighted. I do tend to agree. Um, I think that someone like Basuma, who we expect to go to the African Cup of Nations, someone like that, I do agree that you shouldn't allow three months to change your mind about a player that you're going to be signing for the best part of four to five years. So I do think that. So there you go. Thanks, guys, for letting me know the sound is fine. Um, I'm actually looking at getting some soundproofing stuff on the wall in front of me. So hopefully the sound should even improve even more than it is now. I know it can be when you're in a bit of a room, like it doesn't help. So I'm going to try and get some soundproofing stuff to, to hopefully improve uh, the audio quality. And I'll let you know when I've installed it and you'll be able to tell me if you notice a difference. If not, I've wasted 25 quid. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how it happens. Uh, Jonathan says, correct, Tom. Newcastle need to spend it wisely. 45 million for Lacquer, 30 million for Onenia, and 50 million for holding. Spine sorted. Yeah, uh, Newcastle, Jonathan is telling you exactly what you need to do. We've got the perfect spine for you. 150 million. Elneny, Lacquer, and holding. They're yours. They're yours. Take them. We will help you out. They are an amazing trio that you should be looking to invest massive money into. So please make sure you go and do that if you want to be up and competing with the best in the Premier League. ADC says, what do you what 
what do you would what do you think would happen if Newcastle got relegated? L- laugh, but I'd probably laugh. I mean, not for their fans, just for the irony. Um, but you never know; it could happen. It could happen. But unfortunately, I think that Burnley, Southampton, and Norwich are all too bad this season for that to happen. So I don't think that's very likely. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. Uh, there should be another show for you guys coming out either today or tomorrow. In addition to the normal 8am shows, we'll be joined by another guest for our Let's Talk Arsenal fan series. Someone that you will all know, uh, is what I'll say. A little bit of a teaser. Having a really excited about having a good chat with him about the same way I had a chat with James Benj about getting to where they are in their fields. So I look forward to that and I'm sure that you can look forward to it as well. Um, we will be back uh, other than that show tomorrow morning as always at 8am do drop a like on today's video show your support from the continued effort that goes into putting on these early shows for you all and yes I am endeavouring to add more um, time stamps for you guys it's usually because I'm working from I start my shifts at 9 so it becomes very difficult to add them um, but uh, I'm, not, I'm on my day off today so I'll make sure they're going straight away thanks so much for tuning in I'll see you again very very soon and as always up the Arsenal It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.